I just think right now, women, especially in business, this is the year of women. I just know that. Life begins at 150 grand a year. Life gets better at 250, and life gets real good at 500. Nobody can tell me differently on it. When you start teaching something, I feel like that's when you start to master the actual art of it. You and I, when we publish a book, we can go toe-to-toe with any of the New York trade publishers, any of the big-time authors, and we get to compete in that marketplace and then let the market decide whether our stuff is good. People forget sometimes as an entrepreneur, the whole damn point of entrepreneurship is to make money. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss. Have you ever wanted to stop the nine to five grind and start your own company? Do you want to have more control of your income and your time? Then now is that moment to start and grow a successful business. As a female entrepreneur, I have succeeded. I have bit the dust. I have bounced back to growth and prosperity. But this would not have been possible without first taking the leap and owning my own business. But I didn't do it alone. I hired my first business coach 13 years ago. And now I help small businesses, solo practitioners, and professionals double their income and triple their time off. So let me help you too. My gift to you today is a free one-on-one strategy session. So go to coachwithheather.com, coachwithheather.com. And let me help you double your income and triple your time off. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Like a Boss podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And I am super excited today because I'm getting to interview another badass woman, which is really rare and super exciting um, here on Like a Boss because I love, love, love to support other women and what they're creating in the world as entrepreneurs, as artists, as creators, as just badass women. So I'm super excited to introduce you. Kelly, Kelly, are you there? Hi, I'm so excited to be here, Heather. I'm excited to have you here too. And um, I'm really interested in kind of what you're creating with women and empowerment. And we're going to kind of go into a little bit today about how we, as women, we do, we sabotage ourselves on some level. So we're going to go into that a little bit, but I want to first introduce everyone to who Kelly is. Now, Kelly, before I completely kill your last name, how do you say your last name correctly? Resendez. Resendez. Yes, you got it. Kind of sexy, actually. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Kelly Resendez is a mom, business executive, best-selling author, and influencer. She loves helping others with strategies to overcome self-sabotage and find more joy. Author of the new and already popular book, ooh, that's my phone. Big Voices is also founder of the move of the movement. The book is called Big Voices: A Woman Empowerment Network. Okay, y'all, y'all are just gonna have to ignore that because my phone's like across the room. <laughs> so, and I for some reason forgot to turn it off. But Kelly, I want to talk a little bit about this sabotage conversation and I'm going to talk and I'm going to add a little more about who you are throughout the podcast. But I mean, people talk about sabotaging and, um, self-sabotaging and they go to therapy or they go to whatever. But I think as a woman, this is a big deal. We do self-sabotage ourselves on a constant level every day. Why have you started to focus on this now? 
Yeah. Well, I truly focused on it because I experienced it. You know, I was an achiever and I was somebody that constantly was moving towards goals and and a vision. And then my humanness would get the best of me, whether it came through, you know, a desire to be perfect, which was my preferred method of self-sabotage or, you know, not managing my time right or anything. And so it just seemed like time continuously went by and I wasn't getting closer to where I wanted to be. And so I really launched in into the study of psychology and neuroscience and just human behavior so that I can find a way to make a bigger impact, not only in my own life, but in the lives of other women as well. And what I found is, holy moly, it is just so predictable and it's so common. And so many of us stay in isolation with so many of the things that are sabotaging us. And it is about speaking up and talking about them so that we become empowered to overcome them and create whatever possibility in our life that we could ever imagine because we deserve to live life, you know, at an extraordinary level. And if we have the power to get through some strategies to be able to do that, I want to share them. I think one of the biggest sabotage things today for myself anyway is Instagram is Instagram just the sab- <laughs> getting lost in Instagram time? no no it's all the beautiful people ah off the chain gorgeous asses washboard stomachs women in perfect boats and I'm like I mean I do bodybuilding and I work out but I mean I can scroll through my feed and it's yeah. like everyone's perfect. Every business coach looks stunning in white. Um, every uh, you know NPC figure girl looks gorgeous and looks like she's about to be on stage. Um, and like I can be in the best mood, I can be in the best space, and I can get mm-hmm. on my Instagram and all of a sudden like I feel like crap. Yeah, you know. And it's and- a, it's I thought so. That, I think there's a really important thing about self sabotage. It's like yes, we're talking about our neuroscience and what's going on, but just as something as simple as getting on our phone and seeing this thing called Instagram doesn't yeah. really make us feel good. And what I want to share with you, and I want to, I want to, first of all, I want to kind of go into an exercise, right? But I want to share something that I think is really interesting about Instagram specifically is that um, Facebook has like a terms and conditions, which by the way, Facebook owns Instagram, but however, they keep them separate. So Facebook has this things in terms and conditions that they want anyone when they go onto Facebook to feel good at all times. Yes. That. There's like a feel yeah. good terms and condition. Yes. And so if you are a business owner and you are actually trying to sell anything in the world of health and wellness, um, you know, looking thinner or whatever, you're going to have a hard time on Facebook because they had this whole terms and conditions. I used to have a company like that and I would all constantly get, we would, our ga- our ads would get denied because they said this ad make, make, may make somebody not feel good. Right. Yeah. But then you go to Instagram and you're like, what? Right? Yeah. So even though they're over the same, same company, yeah. I think there's something to be said, and it's blowing up, by the way, Instagram is blowing up. It's something to be said about self-sabotage, but then also right. our external right. things that we look at yeah. makes a difference. So let's go into that. Yeah, Heather, there's a whole lot that you just opened up in that conversation. So first and foremost, you know, our desire to compare ourselves to other people and and have it alter our state is just i mean it is it's ridiculous quite frankly you know i look at it and just say like why like if we were all made different and i truly believe that we're all a masterpiece like we are not 
able to compare to somebody else because we have different attributes and skills and gifts, et cetera. And so we've got to be armed against that. It's something that's predictable. Like you said, most women do it. You know, I don't believe most women wake up in the morning and the first thing they do when they look in the mirror is say, hello, beautiful. Like, aren't you a masterpiece? Hello, gorgeous. What would our world look like if that was the way that we felt? And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a predictable trigger. And so when I look at self-sabotage, one of the things that I coach people on is just really coming up with a trigger management strategy that identifies those emotional triggers because you are absolutely gorgeous and amazing. And for you to ever feel like you're not enough because somebody else, you know, has probably been photoshopped or filtered um, their way to this beautiful state that they are, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just, it's just something that we can overcome and it's just overcoming a pattern that you probably started doing it when you were seven or eight or nine. And now anything that's similar and now there's just more of it, you know, back then, you know, what did you see somebody's Polaroid picture and, you know, compare yourself. And now we're like, it is everywhere. And so if you want me to, I can just share my trigger management strategy right now. And I'll just use this as a perfect example. So yeah, yeah, I I do want you to share it, but I want to stop for you just a second. I think that there's a huge piece about that is um, I think I'm okay. I think I'm already looking, but I mean, I could look at other people's, you know, feeds and get literally overwhelmed personally. And people kind of I've been taking on this view with my Instagram and whatnot as being real, just being super real and not Photoshopped. And I always tell people, look, I'm not Marie Folio. Like I'm not, and I'm not going to spend three hours in doing my hair to do these videos and then have a, I don't have, you know, a huge staff behind me. I rather have it that way. I think part of the challenge we have as women, especially in my world, business coaching and, 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 and influencer, you're either gorgeous or you always look like you're about to, you know, have a Chanel party. Like it, it, I mean, I see business coaches and they're like looking gorgeous and like all white, you know, and I'm like, dude, the average person who's doing an online business, go to a local Starbucks or a local coffee place. And I promise you they're in yoga pants. You know what I mean? Like they're in sweats, they're in yoga pants. They may or may have done their hair that day. Like that's reality. And so I think that part of the problems of sabotaging is understanding on some level, what actually is reality, right? And versus what people show, because we compare against what we show. It used to be we would compare against the magazines, right? Right. And now we're comparing against our peers on Instagram, you know, and other locations, by the way, other than just that. So let's go into that. Do you have an exercise specifically that you do? Let's go into that. Yeah. So there's two parts to it. Number one is you've got to create this mindset that you are choosing authenticity because Heather, if you show up authentic and yoga pants are what make you feel great or, you know, getting dressed up is what makes you feel great. It's just figuring out what really brings you joy, not what brings somebody else joy. Because I have friends who love to go shopping, who love to get dressed up, who love to do all of these other things. And I don't. And so just accepting that we're all authentic and then part of that mindset, you know, that I have, and I I actually look at every single day to keep me in this state is nobody steals my joy. So I don't allow external forces to affect my joy. I really, you know, I really cultivate it from within and really am accepting of 
who I am. And when we're in that place where we're trying to be perfect, that's when we're likely going to compare ourselves to others. So that's just, you know, whether it's the comparison or the perfectionism, it's all kind of intertwined. And so you have to make that commitment that you don't want to live that way anymore because it is stealing your joy and it's probably going to steal your confidence. Now, consciously, you, pr- you can probably overcome it pretty quickly and it doesn't affect your life, but on some level, it's probably affecting your life. So, you know, my trigger management strategy is pretty simple. And it's just identifying what your trigger is. So actually saying it, you used a word that I believe is the enemy of joy. And that word is overwhelmed. It is such a broad word that our brain doesn't know how to process it. And so it processes it as I'm going to deplete your energy, get you down. Because really all I care about is you breathing in this moment. So we've got to really identify what that is. Is it envy? Is it fear? Is it anger? Is it, you know, resentment? Like what is the exact emotions that are actually getting triggered by seeing other people look this way or, or whatnot? Is it less than? Then step two is really to identify what preference it's, it's not in alignment with. And our ego is what produces the majority of preferences. So like when you really get deep, is your preference that you're the most gorgeous woman in the entire world that has the perfect body that people are like, what is the preference? Or is the preference you wish other people didn't spend so much time worrying about their physical state. Like you really got to get to the heart of what preference this emotional triggers in conflict with. And then step three is figuring out your hallucination, like pull it the farthest way ever. Like Heather, you're going to lose your entire business because you don't look as good as these other people. And you're going to end up homeless or, you know, just hallucinate as far as it goes. Cause that's what our frontal lobes doing is just, it really is just simulating and hallucinating. Are so, you saying hallucinating like in the ne- go negative or are you saying hallucinating like visualize what you want? No, I would go negative. I take it to the worst place scenario. Absolutely. All right. Okay. So what, so, so that's in the face of a lot yeah. of people yeah. that I've talked to about this. So yeah. cause positivity, WTF, girl, what's no, that about? Positivity doesn't work. It just doesn't. When when we get real with ourselves, our yeah. brain ruminates on negativity. It does not ruminate on positivity. So when we bring humor into the equation, yeah. literally, and hallucinate, like the worst case scenario of my preference not being met is, I mean, it, it actually disrupts this negative thought pattern. Okay. Because you can't replace it with, I am beautiful, I am this. You're still triggered when you see all of this going on on Instagram. And then... All right, all right, hold on, hold yeah. on. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm poking holes, I'm poking yeah. holes. Poke them. So, all right, all right. So here, let's take scenario. Heather looking at Instagram, getting all yep. weirded out by every damn woman on the planet that's gorgeous. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my hair is not as blonde as it should be or whatever. Okay, and... Then I'm supposed to go negative? Well, you need to find what preference. Okay. So you're missing the, the piece. So There's a piece. What okay. preference, right. what is your actual preference that your emotional trigger is in conflict with? So what are you not getting? So would you mm. prefer to be the most beautiful person on Instagram? No. Would, would you prefer that these other women didn't look so beautiful on Instagram? No. Like, 
So you're going to have to spend some time. Yeah, we get emotionally triggered right. when our preferences aren't met. So the hallucination isn't going negative on yourself. Your okay. hallucination is going worst case scenario of your preference not being met. Mm-hmm. So okay. if my preference is not met, what is the absolute worst case scenario? Like if I'm not showing up this way, like nobody's going to end up doing business with me, which you know not to be true. So what you're doing is you're just hallucinating to the farthest. So like with my son, this, my biggest trigger in my life is my 13 year old son playing video games when he's not supposed to. And it triggers me. My preference is that I had a straight A student that literally wanted to study all day. That's really my preference. I, it would be a lot easier, right? So my hallucination is that I visualize him being 40 years old in underwear on my couch, asking me to go to the kitchen and get him food and milk. So it makes it funny because, because my preference is not met doesn't mean my son's going to be a loser for the rest of his life and never move out. So we just need to figure out like what, what we can find funny in this. So we're hallucinating mm-hmm. not to feel negative, to actually make light of the situation mm-hmm. that all of these preferences that we create for ourselves mm-hmm. are actually just silly. Like if our preference is that I didn't have to see all these people, the funny thing is you don't have to see them all. You could shut your Instagram down and let somebody else do it. You could just tell them what you want on there and then you wouldn't need to visualize any of those things anymore. So step four after you hallucinate is just making the decision. Can I avoid this? Are you going to avoid seeing beautiful, successful women that are out there looking this way? So if I can't avoid it, then I have to grow. I have to make a decision as I document this that I will no longer allow it to emotionally trigger me. I will no longer be in comparison. I will actually be in celebration of these other women that are absolutely, you know, showing up and trying to make a bigger difference in the world. So we have so much choice. So we get to choose the experience. It's the same experience. You're going to still look at Instagram, right? Right. You're going to change the level of joy that you bring to that activity. And for some people, I just tell them, get off Facebook for two months until you're strong enough to not have envy, until you're strong enough not to feel less than. Because when we get those triggers of feeling less than, like we just need to know that's like, that's the enemy. That's your little voice. That is your ego. That is not you. Because you know, Mm -hmm. you know that you are amazing And you are absolutely unique and beautiful just the way that you are. And that comparing yourself to anyone else is just nonsense. It is. Does that make sense? Oh, oh, yeah. I love it. So what what the negative, I'm going to restate it for our listeners, but what I hear is that the going, called the hallucinations are going negative, is understanding how like the ridiculousness Yes. And starting to say, hey, this is ridiculous and let's let's figure out how ridiculous this is. So then we could just say, Hey, this is not going to work. Yeah. Um, and just let it go and like literally release it and then start to create something new. I mean, the thing that I want to do for me that I think our listeners, cause I talk about it is I think that saying things that you want and desiring and going after what you want does take something and it's scary. It's scary. Yeah. But what's the worst case scenario is kind of what you're saying. It's like, well, yeah. no one's going to love you. Okay. Well, yeah. Is that really, I mean, is that really, do you really care? I was listening to Abraham Hicks today and she said, who here, who here, um, actually 
is concerned what other people think. And you can hear the audience like, uh, wait. okay, why do you really care? What makes you feel that way? It's sad. And it is true. It's like what we, especially women, we ask permission. We ask permission. Maybe it doesn't sound like the words of can I, but we ask permission on a subconscious level. We constantly asking permission, right? Not mm-hmm. to be a particular way or, Oh, that person's already that way. I can't be that way. It comes at a very core level. So how do you help people now? And sorry, my earrings fell. How do you help people now in, um, in working with them to remove that self-sabotage? Yeah. So really what I do, you know, I'm a writer and a speaker, so I generally go into a bigger audience and teach them these strategies. And then I encourage them to find a tribe or a coach that's going to be able to help pull them through. So when it comes to sabotage, you know, there's a couple things. Number one, you have to have a clear vision of what you want your life to look like. And I would say, give yourself, you know, using that word permission, Heather, to create whatever possibility that you can imagine because we are so deserving. So you've got to get clear about what it is that you want. And then on the opposite side of it, you know, and it's, it's, you know, I've dedicated a whole chapter of my book to just self-sabotage is really sitting down and figuring out like what is hidden in the subconscious? What is blocking? What are, you know, what are the potential blocks that I'm facing right now to actually actualize my potential and create whatever life I can imagine for myself? And most of us have preferred methods of self-sabotage in different areas of our life. So for instance, professionally, I lead from my feminine power. Like I am a connector, I'm a relationship builder, I love it. I am just, I mean, my heart is open. I'm just completely loving and nurturing. Then you get into the relationship aspect of my life and it's like, boom. I have to work really hard to keep my heart open. And so when we identify that in different areas of our life that we have preferred methods of self-sabotage, we can plan for them. So perfectionism, you know, I started my personal growth journey in 2003 and, you know, part of it came with getting my physical health in check so that I did know that I had the energy and just the confidence to be able to make the other changes. And when I really realized that I was a massive perfectionist, I didn't know who I was. I literally, because I had been living to be perfect in the other, in the eyes of other human beings. It wasn't what I wanted. And I was a, I mean, I was a baller back in the day. I mean, literally just success was just financially and in business off the charts, every other area of my life, not even, not even on the charts. Right. So I had to make that decision that as I, as I identified my own self-sabotage mechanisms and, and started to work with more women and people, I realized that there's just this list of really predictable ones. And when you know what your preferred method is, you can create a plan for it. And part of that plan is I look at it every day. Not only do I look at my goals every morning before I get going, I also look at my preferred methods of self-sabotage so that I can see them coming from a mile away. And I'm able to consciously move past those things. So you got to be willing to do the work. You know, I wish that going on a journey of self-actualization was not difficult. It is so much easier to stay the same or stuck where you are. But when you're committed to this, like you just have to trust like the people 
and the teachers and the wisdom is going to show up to be able to move you forward. Mm, that's so true. I agree with that. I used to be really type A personality. If people are listening, they'll probably laugh. I still am a little, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing at myself. Um, but um, I still am a little, but at the same time, I used to be only focused on success and business. Yeah. And I think that after a while, your heart does shut down. And, um, and I had dinner last night with a girlfriend who gave me these earrings, by the way, look, Kendra Scott Beautiful. earring. Um, and I remember she said something, she had just did a, an event that day here in Austin about, she was doing coaching for, um, just basically volunteer coaching for yeah. these lawyers. And she says she sat down with like 44 of them over a period of like two days. And she said, all of them, she asked pretty much the same question. What do you want? And these were lawyers. Like these were successful yeah. women lawyers. And she said, Heather, every single one of them had this like, well, what do you mean? What do I want? You know, it was this weird conversation she had for like an hour of like, what do you want? You know, and like, that was the only question she pretty much asked for an hour and she kind of coached them through different things. And so I found it fascinating because she said, Heather, these are, these are these women who are successful. I mean, their resumes were intense. And when I was looking at them, they were like not confident women at all. They were not confident. They were successful. They were accomplished. They didn't know what they wanted and they were not confident. She was like, it was fascinating to me to just to help them see their greatness just a little bit in that 45 minutes I had with them, they just walked away elated. And I thought, wow, the first all where I thought was I used to, I used to be want to be a lawyer. So I'm like, Oh, thank God. No, <laughs> Woo, check mark there. But at the same time, it's like, I think about the women, you talk about your company, big voices. And I want to now go into that. Yeah. It's like part of this process of the women empowerment and where we're at today in our world is understanding that it's more than just like People call it the the Me Too movement. I think it's way more than that. It is about understanding that the self sabotage and us not having a voice for ourselves, yeah. for ourselves, not even for anyone else to necessarily hear, but like right. for ourselves to hear. Right. You know. So tell us a bit more about big voices. Yeah. So the you know the purpose behind big voices and it's going to evolve over the next few years um, is really just to empower women to speak up, so that when we find our big voice, we help the women that actually are not able to use their big voice yet. You know, there really is a difference between suffering and self-suffering, and most of us have first-world problems with I don't feel pretty enough, or you know, I I just I'm worried about this or I'm worried about that, and really we need to rise up because the ugly truth is the state that women is are in right now is horrific. Like the glass ceiling, great. We've gotten into work, but we haven't let other things go. So we've got to write new rules uh, of, of engagement and really just start shifting the way that we are in our power between letting go of some of the household responsibilities that we have, being able to want to go into leadership roles because we know that we're more than qualified, but yeah. many of us are just afraid of what that's going to do to the rest of our life. So, you know, I want women to know that when we start putting ourselves first, we will change the world. We've got to end this, you know, emptying our cup to give to other people continuously so that we burn out. Like we need to end it. We've got to take care of ourselves first. You know, our priority needs to be our emotional and physical well-being so that we do have the energy to love and serve other people 
um, at the end of the day. And, and really, that is what Big Voices is about. You know, I wrote the book. It was my own journey over 15 years of self-actualization. And I've gone through a lot and have tried to share some of the strategies that worked for me during that season. And many of us just don't believe that we can have more ands in our life. But I'm here to tell you, you know, you can be a successful business person and write a couple books and be a good mom and be a good friend and hang out with awesome people like Heather today. Like we can have more ands, but we're shutting ourselves down because we haven't learned how to live, you know, differently. And so it's about bringing strategies out to females and just really speaking up so that we can end some of the suffering that we're seeing, whether it's obesity rising, anti-psychiatric medications being on a rise, um, you know, just women feeling hopeless about their future or sexually harassed. I mean, it's, it's all into one. I just want to help women rise up and be stronger so that we can support one another. I absolutely love that. Now, is Big Voices just a website? Is it a community? Tell us more about yeah. it structure of it. Yeah. So Big Voices right now is just a website in the community. And over a period of time that will evolve. Um, you know, my books up there, I do blog and video weekly just in sharing information. So we do have a community of women. I do a lot of speaking um, to whether it's a CEO group or, you know, just any women's organizations that are out there so that I can share some of this wisdom as well. I love it. Okay. Where can they find you on for big voices? Yeah. So we've set up a website for you and your listeners, Heather at bigvoicesrise.com forward slash the win. And what we've got, we've got some, you know, gifts for you there, free chapter download. You can actually buy the book on Amazon right there. And also, you know, just a, an essential big voices toolkit that's going to be able to help you create those goals and, and, and document some of these strategies that we've talked about today in a stress reduction video too. So I hope love you check it. it out. Yeah. Great. So, so Dame, do the URL one more time. It is bigvoicesrise.com forward slash the win. Nice. And that's what it's about. Like we've got to start winning as women and supporting one another more. So I love it. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for being here. I really honored and appreciate you. And I love what you're doing with big voices. And I just love your mission about really helping women stop self-sabotaging themselves. You know, that's where it starts is within yeah. ourselves. So I just absolutely love it. I'm really honoring you and what you're doing as a mom and executive coach and, and just as a powerhouse badass here. <laughs> I love that. Is there any last words for, for anybody on here on Like a Boss? Yeah, just that you can create whatever possibility that you want. So whether you need to write a new story and completely change your life circumstances or you just need to change the way that you feel about your circumstances, it is possible because we are so powerful. We just have to override some of the pattern thinking that we've had that uh, doesn't serve us anymore. So you just got to make that decision and move forward. So hopefully you check out the book and get moving on that. I love it. That's, that's very true. All right, everyone, this is Heather Haven. When you check us out, um, of course, on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, everywhere else, just go to all those places and type in Heather Haven would like a boss or the win, either one. And again, check us out. Please, 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 please share, share, share this show with friends, loved ones, other badass women in your life, because it's very, very important. All right, everyone, this is Heather Havenwood. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, it's Heather. Is your digestion feeling off? Are you often hungry even though you're eating enough and taking supplements? Are you struggling to burn off that last bit of stubborn fat 
that will not go away no matter how hard you diet or exercise. I guess I'm talking about myself here. See, it might be your gut. It was mine. That's why I am so excited to announce that P3OM, the Navy SEAL of probiotics, is now available at energywithheather.com. Look, tens of thousands of real people, including myself, has used P3OM to manage constipation, bloating, gas, acid reflux, abdominal pain, and much more. Look, as you'll learn when you go to energywithheather.com, P3OM uses unique and patent strand that has been proven in lab tests to deliver the right bacteria to your gut. So your body has what it needs to let go of all that fat. So look, what are you waiting for? Go to energywithheather.com. That's energywithheather.com. Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook, when you text the word sexy to 7200. Again, text the word sexy, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200, and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. This is a sexy boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.